I'm Gabby Lamb. And I'm Harper Rose Drummond. And you're listening to Tea Time, where we talk about the nastiest, dirtiest, naughtiest, wildest secrets. Enjoy. Hey guys. Subscribe to our Patreon. We have a Patreon. It's like $5 a month where you just get extra yummy talky stories and it's a little bit more loose because it's you know. very loose it's really fun we do uh, we play truth or dare on it we do prank calls we do do prank phone calls we read extra fun. stories and uh, it's worth it it's it's honestly it's five bucks a month and if you can't afford that well then then get your excess credit card and go off <laughs> it's yeah it's a dollar 25 an episode we put out an extra episode every week and um and it's it's cute it's fun it's funny we uh i interact with you guys on the patreon messenger you guys can send in your stories we look for stories we look for truth or dare we look for fuck mary kills we've got a that. lot of fun yeah. stuff to, that we're going to go into this week and those episodes are out every wednesday and we we give unfiltered gossip on Patreon. We sure do. Patreon.com slash Tea Time 42069. Hey guys, welcome to another beautiful episode of Tea Time. I am your host, Candace Owens, and I'm joined with, <laughs> with Alex Jones. Alex Jones on the mic today. We decided hey. to switch it up and get some new people in here. So actually, yeah, uh, Candace, uh, Candace and I are taking over the podcast. We hope you guys like uh, where it goes from Yeah, here. Harper Rose and Gabby couldn't be here today, so we thought we'd step but in. They killed themselves, so we yeah. decided to step in. They did kill themselves. No note, just... Um, just, they just And they didn't even plan the suicide. They just randomly both killed themselves. Sometimes they take bits a little too far, and so we decided we would just kind of step on in here today, and our first uh, topic is going to be women's rights. Uh, don't need them. <laughs> Candace, do you agree? <laughs> oh, do I ever. God, good for you. <laughs> God loving, God fearing country. Yeah. Amazing. Okay, here's the gag. Um, Gabby and I are both numb today. Um, I'm on my second fucking cup of coffee. I feel like I'm going to throw up on my period. I had a boxing class at 7 a.m. Shut the fuck up, everyone. I'm getting strong and ripped. So if you even try to fight me or attack me, if you're a man on the street that tries to rape me, guess what? I know how to fucking box now. She'll fucking kick you in the teeth. And also, here's the thing, because comedians are getting slapped now. Well, they've always been getting slapped, but now they're getting slapped on, on TV, so... You know how to fucking box? Yeah. No, you don't. I, I Honey. Yeah? You're talking to the queen of the jack-in-the-box slap? Slap in the box, if you will? Yeah. Are you the only girl in the class? Fuck no. Okay. There's other girls in the class. Love that. Anyway. Um, okay. So Gabby's starting to do boxing. I signed up for class pass because my therapist said I need to start doing things to get out of my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So I've been going to a bunch of different workout things. And that's honestly good for you. I can do, I can do that alone. The only reason I'm doing it is because my boyfriend forced me into doing it. So honey, I am honestly jealous of that. I Okay. At first... It was so fucking anxiety inducing going to like do classes where like you look at I I, and like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing in half these things. Yeah, I hate it. So today's topic, we're not going to spend too much time on ourselves today because we have a lot of stories and they're really fucking good. Yeah, y'all popped your fucking pussies and bussies off. I love talking about insecurities because I know everybody in the fucking entire world has them, Mm -hmm. except for apparently Candace Owens. But (laughs) other than Candace, everybody else is insecure. Yeah. And I think talking about them, like we said last week, lifts some of their weight. Um, Oh, here's the thing. It's like, it is, insecurities are so um, interesting because we all have them, but all of us try and act like we don't. And then on the outside, when people tell you what they're insecure about, 
you like the other person is like, you don't have to be insecure about that. But mm-hmm. we are, you know, we tear ourselves apart with our own insecurities. Today, I almost started crying in my boxing class because I'm so fucking bad at it, dude. Today was my second class. I'm a very slow learner. It's very embarrassing for me when people demonstrate or even give me directions on how to do anything. I freeze up. I can't do it. I want to cry. And today it was just like, I could tell the teacher was getting frustrated because I like wasn't getting the form right. And I just was like, what the fuck? I get all confused in my head. And I wanted to cry. I wanted to like walk out of class it's and It's so stressful. It's so stressful. I, and it, it like core memories of just like being a, like a bad student because I couldn't keep up with the lessons because I, I was wasn't just good gonna at math. Say, isn't doesn't that also yeah it trickles down to to school and it, whatnot? It That's also why to, I was bad at school because I yeah yeah I was I was a terrible student because I probably needed special ed classes and I didn't get them. And I was thinking about how my mom always used to threaten me when I was little with special ed classes. She'd say th- things like, "If you keep acting up." We're going to put you in the special ed class. Dude, I fucking wish I was. I needed that for me. Me too. I'd be a lot fucking better off. I I can't do math for shit. One I of my biggest insecurities. It, wait, and you what? I, I can't do math. And that's one. That's I think maybe yes. my biggest insecurity. Oh my God. Okay. Well, my, okay. No, so, like I can't do math. Honey, one plus one. What is it? Okay. But when I was a senior in fucking uh, high school, I got put in this thing called, because I kept failing all my classes, my math classes. I got put in this class called discrete math. And... <laughs> There was a lot of coloring involved, but it uh, it made me feel so fucking embarrassed. And then when I found like, or when some of my friends found out that I was in a class called discrete math, I felt so fucking humiliated. And they were like, "So what? Like you can't even just like you can't even just do, do like algebra? You can't do that?" And I'm like, "Honey, I really fucking can't. I can't do algebra. I I I can't even. I can't divide. I don't." know how to multiply. And when I tested into, when I was going, when I started going to community college, they had to test, you know, they have to like test you to see what classes you can test into. Mm -hmm. And I tested into second grade math. Yes. Yes. So I do have the math level, a literal math level of a second grader. Yes. And that's what's going on in this little bing bong head. (laughs) (laughs) One of my biggest insecurities. And Honestly, it honestly makes you um, perfect. Um, but I, uh, okay. Did you ever, when you were, when you were testing or wait, did you ever have to take like Adderall or anything in um, high school? Yes. I've told you that a million times, Honker. I know, but I couldn't remember if you were like prescribed to it or if you were just like taking it. Oh, yeah. I was prescribed Adderall when I was 16. Okay. You were, okay. I was prescribed Vyvanse around the same age and they tested me for like, I had to, you know, do all those fucking tests. And, um, I actually, had a uh, like I forget what it's called but I, basically it's like number dyslexia I wonder if you mm-hmm. have it too so like when I look at numbers they get all like jumbled around like like even when I roll a fucking dice mm-hmm. people think yeah. that I'm like people think that I'm doing a bit I was dating this guy one time and he got so fucking annoyed with me he's like just fuck it you can see the numbers yep. and I'm like dude I'm not I'm not playing dumb I really have to it That's takes me thing. an extra minute to to physically count the numbers on the dice it's so embarrassing like I can't just like see six and know that it's six I can't either it's it's tr- okay you probably have what I have then it's so humiliating. It's so fucking embarrassing. And then people get fed up with you really quickly. I remember all of my teachers and my they parents, think that you're faking it. 
Yeah, they were just like, why aren't you learning? And I'm like, I don't, I have a learning disability. It's literally a learning. Okay, we have to fucking, I need to fucking remember what it's called. But yeah, it, it is a learning disability. Also, they should be testing kids for that. I like, was, I you was, shouldn't have to go out of your way to get tested for that. Yeah, I, I, I mean, maybe with now the way that the education system is changing, maybe that's happening. Mm-hmm. I just, I fell through the cracks and um, it was not a fun experience. School was not fun for me. I was very insecure. Um, I did like writing and reading and I did like history. It was not, I'm not good at dates, not good at remembering things. More insecurities was always really insecure about my big nostrils. When I was little, my brothers called me potato nose. Um, (laughs) yes. And what other things? Oh, uh, my tits, of course, obviously I have no tits. And when you're a teenager, that is the most important asset a woman can have. And I had a deep voice. Everybody always made fun of my deep voice. Bad skin too. Hate it. But see, here's the thing. Your voice is so fucking cool. And also, whenever these clips come out, I'm always fucking disgusted with the way that my voice, I feel like sounds like so nasally. And I love how like your voice is so like deep and dropped in. It's so funny that, see, it's like from the outside, we Mm -hmm. hear all these things about, you know, because your voice is not nasally, honker. Well, honk, (laughs) that's on the power of perspective. Um, I, let's see, when I was first getting tits in high school, my left tit came in, came in strong and the right one had to do some catch up. Did you ever get, and I was st- like, oh my God, I'm going to have to, someone's paying for this fucking tit job because I'm fucked up right now. Were you happy when you got tits? What did it feel like when you got tits? <sighs> um, Were you like, fuck, this is cool. Yes. I, I felt so excited because again, the, the, yeah. that's like what every teenage girl's like, come on. Yeah. 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 Give me the, the job. Like you just like want, cause you, like, at least for me, I like wanted male validate i wanted like the validation Duh. of my male peers i was like i'm not getting it from my family so let me go to the boys at school and um i yeah no so i like i was so fucking excited but then i started getting stressed out because it was i wasn't used to i was always so shy and like no one ever really noticed me and so then when i got tits i feel like i started getting all this newfound attention and then i like got stressed out by it yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. what a weird thing to go from like being like a little flat chested girl into having big fat fucking tits and all of a sudden you're like wait and I didn't really know what to do like some days I was like wearing like a deep fucking V shirt like tits out I'm like haha they're here oh and then God. other days I'm like wearing like a big ass jacket like oh no <laughs> that's such a crazy know. thing I like I have zero tit and it's wild for like I look at women with tits and I'm like what is that like what is it like to just have naturally inherited tits but here's the thing you have an ass but i I just you you have like a very small frame i feel like you're like proportionate for your yeah sweet little size it's just it's just a wild thing to not have any tits and to be like wow women have tits i have none how do you feel now though it's i mean i'm fine with it now there are times where i'm pretty insecure about it really still Mm -hmm. still but I just, you know, what are you going to fucking do? I'm not going to get a tit job. I just don't care enough. I, mm-hmm. I sc- surgery kind of scares me. I'm not going to spend all my money on getting some big, fat, fake fucking tits. So, yeah. Well, and no, no hate hot. to anybody that does. I think it's cool. I just, I wouldn't. I just, we love fake tits. We love real tits. We love no tits. We love all the tits. Mm-hmm. Should we just, should we get the fuck into it? Yeah. Yeah. Because <clears throat> y'all, we got some real good fucking stories. Yeah. We have a bunch. Uh, Matt Legrand wrote us and said my biggest insecurity is when i submit something vulnerable to the podcast and it doesn't get read on air 
Fuck you, Matt. Okay, um, uh, Matt did write us in for grudges because I love. I have this bit where we call um, we call our friend Matt, and I pretend that Gabby's in the hospital, and he falls for it, and it's so fucking funny. And then I always just like make up a, like an excuse of why Gabby's in the hospital, and it's always something like outlandish. Yeah, it always is and he something. falls for it every single time. So he wrote in uh, <laughs> saying that he was really offended by that. Anyway, fuck you, Matt. Yeah, you started. I started last week. You want to? So today? I started this week. Yeah, yeah. sure. Here we go, you guys. Insecurities. Thank you for sending in your insecurities. We are ready. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, Hey, honks. I'm going to get right into it. My insecurity is about my sexuality. I'm a bisexual cis man, and I'm always concerned that straight women are going to think less of me because I'm also into guys. Sometimes I scroll Twitter and see some women saying stuff like they wouldn't date a bi dude, and that just adds to my insecurity. Since coming out, I haven't really gotten to a place where I feel comfortable telling any woman I've dated unless they were also queer. I'm trying to become more comfortable comfortable with it, but it's a work in progress. Thanks for reading Honks and also um, for getting me back into hentai. <laughs> You're welcome, King. Scroll on, brother. Um, You're so welcome. Okay. I honestly love that. I really love that. I'm so sorry that you are insecure about that. But here's the thing. Just a little personal thing about me. The best head of my fucking life was from a bi guy. Bullshit. Really? Dead ass. Dead ass. Name names. (laughs) No. Oh, my God. You have to bleep that out, Lee. Okay. But um, or maybe you don't. He doesn't listen to this. But yeah. Okay. Really? Yeah. One was when I was 22. Wow. Mm-hmm. Bye guy. Bye guy. Bye guy. It was a, a motorcycle. Um, he ate you out with a motorcycle. Yeah. He, he, no, oh my <laughs> revved. I'm just saying fun things about him now. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, that was when I was 22 and really, I was still a virgin at this point. So I, I wasn't having sex anyways. We're getting too into me, but basically I'm just trying to say bye guys can fucking lay it the fuck down. It's interesting. Cause I feel like the world is not okay. Like, with bi men because with women it's cool to be like sexually fluid but with men it's like either you're gay or you're not and that's like a weird societal thing but also i'm just gonna fucking say this i don't know if y'all know this but i am fucking bi we love to see it but i uh i recently was hanging out with a friend and he's teasing and he listens to this podcast so i fucking love you but also fuck you but he was teasing me but there's so much fucking judgment from from the straights and the fucking gays about bi people. Bitch, we're real. Yeah, no, there people and, always are accusing bi people of not being real. Yeah, and it's like no, it's just, we're just fucking fun. Sorry, but yeah, okay. uh, for for this dude, um, I would also say Twitter is a cesspool of negativity. Get off Twitter! Oh my god, it is so fucking toxic. It's it, like I have fun on there, but it's so fucking dark. So I would never say this is advice to everyone, and it's fucking good too. So get out Sorry, your pen I keep and paper, into the mic. You what? Keep belching into the mic. I love it. Um, are you jealous that I did a better one than you? No, because I can li- really let him loose, and that was a little baby pathetic one. Okay, well, actually, try then. But um, oh, you don't ever. Right. I actually can't hear you because I just got bored. But um, you uh, for this dude, yeah, never, never look on Twitter for any advice or like trying to like feel good about yourself. Because if you want to yeah. feel bad about yourself, get on Twitter and stay on Twitter. If you want to feel bad about yourself, get on Twitter and uh, also get your twenty three and me done and. Then you can really feel bad about yourself. But if you don't, <laughs> yeah. No, also, I mean, I think that there is something there, though. Like, if you're a bi guy, like, yeah, maybe try and date like queer women. I definitely, I feel like queer women would be f- way more open. 
But also uh, he said something about how, and this is interesting because with our insecurities, we try and like fucking bury it. Um, as we, you know, keep, keep going with this episode, I'm sure other ones of ours will come out, but there's certain insecurities that's, yeah, sometimes I try and suppress and 10 times out of 10, it's always so much better if you just come out with it. Next one. Okay. Insecurities formed in my own personal hellscape, elementary school choir. Hello to the wonderful honks and hentai King Lee. <laughs> God, he is hentai Lee, isn't he? He is. So he when is. so when I was well, you around, gotta get that under control. You do. I know. He, when we walked in here, he was jacking off to so uh, yeah, it away. It's like, we're in the workplace. Come on. Come on, yeah. The fucking <laughs> the things we have to deal with. Yeah, God. So when I was around 10 or 11, the most cunty child I have ever met changed my life for the worst. <laughs> My elementary school got a new principal around this same time, and she decided to impose mandatory choir class once or twice a week. Very weird. Uh, An odd choice, considering this wasn't religious school or anything like that. So it was an odd choice, and one that was hated by most of the students. Anyways, yeah, that's fucking weird. Anyways, I was already an unsettlingly tall child with the build of a slender man to the point adults would worry and my parents would have to explain that I was just that I was fine just a scrawny motherfucker so I already had enough issues considering I was surrounded by normal munchkin height during the winter by I was surrounded by normal munchkin height but during the winter of 2011 some little bitch gave me a new thing to be paranoid about the winter of 2011 I was standing next to this girl, Kay, in the risers for one of these stupid choir performances. Kay was a cunt, (laughs) to put it lightly. And I would feel bad describing a child that way, but it's simply the best way to describe her. Hey, sometimes it's okay to call a child a cunt. And you were a kid too. A cunt's a cunt. Yeah. I've met cunty kids and I'm an adult. Mm -hmm. Normally, this wasn't a bad thing. It was usually focused on the principal because this bitch was a number one hater of mandatory choir. Anyway, I'm standing there already miserable because I'm being forced to sing and I suck at singing, much like about every other kid there, when the principal stopped to give directions to the girl who had a solo, one of the four kids in school who could sing. When Kay Kay turns to me, looks me dead in the eye and tells me that I smell like oatmeal. (laughs) I haven't eaten oatmeal that day, nor did I use any products that have even an oatmeal adjacent smell. I just naturally smelled like oatmeal, I guess. (laughs) I had no idea how to respond. I think I questioned it and she just shrugged and said, you just smell like oatmeal. (laughs) And you know... And you know what? I have to respect her honesty, though I wish she had kept her mouth shut. The horror the horror I felt in that moment was so poignant that I can still feel it to this day when I think of this story. Let me tell you, being told that you smell like oatmeal is such a bizarre moment because you immediately know it's a bad thing, but like, how bad? Now I'm, now I'm out. Now I'm of the belief that it's a neutral evil scent because like it's not like it's bo or piss, but just kind of off-putting, like an old person, I guess. I spent the rest of the year religiously using Bath and Body Works products in the hopes that I would never smell like oatmeal again. 
I would have rather smelled like every bath body, every bath and body works smell had an orgy and shit on me than smell like oatmeal. Okay. To this day, over a decade later, I still make sure I wear plenty of perfume every day. This bitch literally still haunts me, telling me that I smell <laughs> that I smell like oatmeal. Anyway, thanks for listening. I'd love to hear where you'd rank oatmeal on the scale of offensive things to smell like. <laughs> okay, it's giving unseasoned. I cannot. Oatmeal. Okay, here's the thing. When I think of oatmeal, I feel like that would smell good. I'm I'm picturing or like I'm you know I'm picturing I'm like cinnamon, cinnamon, honey, apples, maybe you know cloves, cloves. Yeah, I, I'm mm. like if someone's like, oh, you smell like oatmeal. That's like it's cozy, it's warm. It's for some reason like vanilla and lavender coming yeah, to mind. It, it smells good, but here's the thing. Maybe you need to start seasoning your food, Miss Girl, because what kind of oatmeal <laughs> are you thinking of? It's just the, so funny. That email was so powerfully insightful also also it's so funny because like you don't even know that you smelled like oatmeal it's just that this little cunt girl okay who was not like, this little cunt also what if she was trying to flirt yeah she could probably was this little stupid well maybe she's bi now maybe she's gay yeah. but back then she was a stupid little fucking loser bitch cunt okay maybe <laughs> she was just saying that's a pick on you but now it's giving you this complex like did you ever get anybody else to weigh in on the oatmeal thing yeah here's the thing you would have to go and take this to the peanut gallery you have to go all right yeah smell take it test, to court smell test yeah. yeah ask your friends intimately be like you guys smell, like, smell like oatmeal and and also Am I smelling like, you know, seasoned oatmeal or am I smelling like 7-Eleven oatmeal? Well, I'm obsessed with her being like, it's like, it's bad, but how bad? <laughs> and also the like smelling like an old person. Cause old people do have a very distinct musty smell. I wish we could hear. Yeah, they do. It's cause I have a musty smell. I'm a little musty. Well, Why am I screaming? Well, you just, I don't know. You got really loud I there. Know, I was kind of intense. I'm so sorry. I'm losing my hearing. <laughs> No, I just think you were trying to drive the point home. I, I smell. Do you ever smell me? Do you ever smell my body odorant? Well, I'm going to be honest, Honky. It's whenever I, I pick up and hug your cats, especially in the morning after you sweat it on them. I do. I sweat I can so like, much. I'll be like, why do the cats smell like sweat? And it's because my powerful Honky just I'm a little heat emitted generator. all of her odors onto the cats. Dude, when I sleep, I wake up in like wet sheets. I fucking sweat when I sleep. And it does smell not great. Okay. Anyway, insecurity about me. Uh, I sweat so much. I ruin all of my fucking white shirts. I can't like have any white shirts. Oh yeah, I'm I'm waiting for that to happen to this one. They, I have like three uses, and then yeah, and then, and then people are like, gray. you can just bleach it. Hey, guess what? I'm too powerful. Yeah, she'll sweat right through the bleach. Yeah. Fuck. Fuck. That's okay. really funny. I mean, I don't think oatmeal is an offensive thing to smell like. Um, and I would want to get the uh. Others to weigh in on your natural I mean, scent. Well, I just, I, I think the thing that I can't fucking let go is like, what kind of fucked up, like dirty ass type of oatmeal had you been eating in your life? That you didn't eat any oatmeal that day. No, no, no. I'm not talking about that day, babe. I'm talking about in general, because Miss Girl is thinking that oatmeal is like a slur. And I just want to know like, damn bitch, like who can't cook well enough to like, are you just fucking just, are you eating oatmeal raw? Are you raw dogging those oats? Just like water, microwave, blah, blah, like eating it. Oh, like honestly, slop. but still wouldn't even be that bad. It's like, you have it to wouldn't have smell rotted. the greatest. It wouldn't smell the greatest if it's just like some wet, hot oats. 
No, you got to like spice that shit up. This isn't even this, even talking about this isn't stressing me out. I'm like, it's oatmeal. But if someone came up to me and was like, hey, you smell like oatmeal, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. You hungry? Yeah. Is that a bad thing? I don't, I don't even think Kay knew what it was, to be honest. I think the reason why this girl was a pig faced cunt was because she picked a food that is so bizarre. Bizarre and like bland and not that appealing i guess it's it's like she came up to you and was like you know what you remind me of the color beige that's essentially mm-hmm. that's that's like the level of insult because you're like you're not saying you're not it's kind of like a numb uh it's a gray area well it's, it's like that thing remember wasn't it in juno yeah the, like the the soup it's like telling somebody like you smell like soup and it's like that is okay i was trying to think of that yeah it is like that is it you know, it'd be worse if she was like, you smell like cheese. You'd be like, oh, ugh. but I don't know. You know what? Keep going with your fucking, keep living your best oatmeal life. I'm not mad at it. I don't think it's that offensive, but I do understand how that is now fully embedded in your psyche I and just, something you will take to the grave. What kind of perfume are you wearing? Um, it, is, it doesn't matter. Um, but I do Avino actually, oat. I just remembered something. So I do need to make a public apology to about um, 50 people from my high school, Myers Park High School in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am sorry for the bit that I thought was so funny and it was only ever funny to me. I would go up to people and go, you kind of smell bad. And they 100% didn't. Horrific. And I just thought it was so fucking funny. No. (laughs) And I literally just remembered it from that story. So, um... My bad to you. You're literally the cunt, K. Because you, that's see, Here's you're just making I people. I am this cunt. I am this cunt. Yeah, you're just giving people complex. But I was fucking bullied. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to fucking dish it back. Yeah. And good I for fucking you. did. And I did it to some innocent people, too. I would do it to my high school boyfriend at the time. And one time he, he well, was like, okay. he goes, hey, hey, like, you're kind of stressing me out. And I go, hey, hey, I'm you, you still not going to stop. You smell And you bad. smell, I'm trying to help. You smell kind of bad. All right. Um, <laughs> Sorry okay. about Miss Oates. Sorry about Miss Oates, but maybe Miss Cunt was also Miss Right. So, or maybe she was Miss Wrong. Mm, Probably was Miss Right. Okay. Hello, honks. My insecurity has always been shut the fuck up. My insecurity, not to you, but to Gabby. Okay. Hello, honks. My insecurity has always been my weight. When I was young, I was probably only five pounds overweight or so, um, but I have never had a flat stomach, so I always thought I was fat. When I met my ex, I went through bouts of depression and anxiety where I didn't eat much and wound up weighing the least I've ever weighed in my adult life, but I was miserable. Upon ending things around 27 years old, I get even more self-conscious. I had gained at least 10 pounds and was just slightly overweight for my height and age. I thought, now that I was alone, no one would want me. Ridiculous, I know, but it's just how I was conditioned to think. Over the next few years, I had plenty of hookups and time to understand that there will always be someone out there who likes how you look, regardless of what that is. So fucking true. Now that I'm 31, I care far less about my weight and how I look to others. However, I recently went to the doctor for a checkup and found that I gained about 20 pounds over the last two months and now weigh the most I've ever weighed in my life. I'm embarrassed by that, but also feel trapped like I can't stop. I love food. Absolutely love it. It's one of the great, uh, it's one of the great joys of my life. Mm-hmm. I love to cook, experiment with flavors. Have you tried oatmeal? Um, I, and I have a killer sweet tooth. I crave something sweet after lunch and dinner. So it's very hard, especially as an adult with income to tell myself no, when I want ice cream or chocolate with summer coming, I know I'll lose weight working and I'll eat I'll be eating less junk and more healthy options, but my desired weight feels unachievable now. And I worry about how noticeable the extra weight is. I don't want to think about it, but sometimes it feels like an insecurity that'll never go away. Here's hoping. Anyways, love you guys the most. You're the highlight of my week. Oh, wait. And also I just want to say, I'm pretty sure this is the person that wrote this in was someone that commented on the YouTube. And I just want to say, 
Um, I always read those. We all read those comments and we really appreciate you. Um, okay. But as far as the weight thing goes, I know that is so fucking tricky, especially for fucking women, especially as women. It's so much pressure. Mm hmm. Because we're reduced to it. We're reduced to our weight. You're either you're too thin, you're too fat, you're blah, blah, blah. So many women struggle with this. So many. Men too. I know. Men, men too. No, I, yeah, it's this is a universal yeah. thing. It's everybody struggles with this. I mean <sighs> it is like how do you how do you validate yourself? I, I like you have to just look at yourself in the mirror and instead of only say okay, so I I had a little <laughs> a little uh trouble with food. Um I, I, I go on like in and out of dealing with it. But what you, my therapist was telling me, she's like, you have to look at yourself in the mirror and you have to like list 10 things that you like about yourself, like physically like, and you have to do it every single day. And then you have to like train yourself out of viewing the the flaws with someone who, who struggles with either body dysmorphia or with like hating the way you look like you, you zero in on the negativity and also when people look at you, I don't give a fuck if you're like 8,000 pounds or if you're thin, of course, people are going to notice if you're big or small, but yeah. like, no, everyone is so consumed with their own self. No one's like going to be thinking about you days after, you know, unless they have a little crush on you, but like, no one's going to be, I feel like, do you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. I feel like I'm getting lost in it because I'm over caffeinated. No, I also think that like it. If you feel good, I mean, it sounds like you're, you don't feel good about yourself. Obviously, that's why it's your insecurity. Mm -hmm. But it like I, I feel like as long as you feel healthy, your weight doesn't really matter. And I no, that that's doesn't. just my own opinion. I don't know. Um, also, with yeah, okay, I but, I totally uh, agree. But also, you have like, to, how do you confidence? You can literally be ugliest. I mean, I've met some dudes, you know, Gabby and I do comedy, right? So we fucking- oh, I mean every dude and they all look like fucking melted wax candles. I, I met this guy and at, at first glance, I literally thought he was a stick of provolone cheese. And after, upon talking to him, I learned that he was a human male, but he had the fucking confidence. Yeah, they all do. A fucking baller. It's in incredible i'll we do this sometimes in the green rooms where i'll be sitting with like the guys and i'm like what would you guys give yourself on a scale of one to ten physically what would you give yourself and the men are always like eight and i'm like are you fucking delusional and then you ask the women and they're like eh, five and you're like you're beautiful no no no, no. and you're I'll beautiful and these fucking turd fucking jackasses over here sucking in their own farts yeah no like their skin is kind of gray and like their one of their eyes is like falling down like, I, I can't know, I can't. seven and a half eight i'm like no no i think i'm pretty hot it's like just because you jerk yourself off every night doesn't mean you're fucking just because your fucking mom told you that you were the best like, just because your mom sucked no, your dick you're, t you're tapping into something because all men's moms want to fucking suck them and so they grow up thinking like i'm the fucking man like just because your big titty mommy wants to suck you off doesn't mean we do and here's the thing i'm gonna raise an absolute fucking school shooter of a son if i have a son because there's no way i'm gonna fucking feed into his i'm not gonna be like wow handsome boy love you i'll be like you fucking wish you fucking wish little boy that i would tell you you know that what? you're a good looking man but guess what you're just a little boy you're just a little bitch baby cunt you're just a little fucking bitch boy i think it's interesting though that the moms that are realistic with their sons where they're like, you ain't shit. That, those are the ones that are like, I can't imagine raising a son. I, people, you know, no. a lot of women are always like, I would rather have a son because it's so much easier. I'm like, I would rather have a fucking girl. Well, here's the thing. When you're having a baby, you have to ask yourself, do I want to raise the rapey <laughs> or the rapist? Yeah. Which one is it? 
Yeah. So I hope you guys all think about that. Think about that. Um, and um, my mom used to tell me I smell bad and I was greasy. And so <laughs> to get the your mom was doing it right. <laughs> your mom was okay. doing it right. She, now, she told quick. your ass you smell like some fucking oatmeal because we can smell it from over here. <laughs> Gets yeah. given Mr. Mr. Quakers. But um, so yeah, you, you raise them too confident, they become egotistical narcissists. Yeah, they, and then if you go, hey, shower up, son, then you become like Lee, who's jerking off to fucking like cartoon dwarfs every night. So and guess I, what? I don't know what's going the fuck there's on. There's no middle ground. There's no middle no, ground. No, there's no middle ground. There's so none. we're all fucked. We're all doomed to hell. And honestly, here's the thing. Also that I wish more women understood. And I only learned it very recently. Men will fuck anything. They act like they won't, but they're also fucking, that's just because they're trying to impress their guy friends. Like they're like, Oh fuck. I can't fuck her. if She's not a 10. It's also not a They go home and they're fucking a fucking tube of butter. So that's the thing. That's what they're fucking doing. Fuck melons. Literally, they go. Oh, summer's here. Yeah, we know why. Su- we know why you're excited for summer. It's not for the fucking pool. It's for the fucking watermelon. You're gonna go home, yeah. fucking drill Hard a little hole into, and fuck it. Uh huh. You disgusting. pig. Yeah, the fucking tomatoes that you're gonna line up into a little thing, squeeze extra hard, and then fuck. Men will do that. Literally, I had an ex, and his favorite movie was um, "Call Me by Your Name" or whatever the fuck that movie is, where he fucks the peach. And yeah, hell yeah. Let me tell you something. We all know what it was he, James he was and the like, Giant Peach. Yeah, he and he <laughs> it was James and the Giant Peach. And here's the thing. I am so tired of men trying to fuck produce. Fuck me. And honestly, I'm just tired of it. Amen. So here's the other thing I want to touch on. Um, I, I, I don't want like to get confused with like giving advice on on your insecurities. I don't want to like I'm not trying to do that because you know, we're just talking about, we're just getting them out there and talking about them. So mm-hmm. I'm not trying to like give you advice on how to like live your life or anything. I just want to discuss no we're just totally discussing and like i mean you know i i have insecurities i've dealt with as far as i can fucking remember and they're still i feel like that's just part of life i don't it sure the fuck is you know and and weight is something it's so sensitive and we all fucking struggle with it like i i recently have been working out so fucking much and i still will like look in the mirror and i'm like Oh my God. I like, you know, I can't, I cannot for the life of me get my stomach to be perfectly flat Mm -hmm. and ever. And like, again, but I have to like train myself out of it. I'm like, okay, great. So I don't have a perfectly flat stomach. Yeah. Great. It's a weird thing. And I'm somebody who's always been on the thinner side and I've like never, you know, but I, but I do, I've like never been overweight, but I do struggle with like, if I start to feel like I'm getting a little bit bigger, I start to be like, no, 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 no. And it's like, that's, I know that's so like, not okay. Did your mom ever make comments about food or anything to you growing up? I honestly don't, I don't know. My mom would. I was like doing ballet. I was very thin. My, mm-hmm. and I, my mom would always be like, oh, you don't need to eat those crackers. Oh, you're eating peanuts. Those have a lot of fat in them. And yeah. I'm like, okay. No, yeah. My mom never really did that, but I still like, I still struggle with like weight. Not not so much, but I do look at myself and I'm like, you know, I'll suck in more. And I'm like, this is where I should be. I should have like a flatter, more toned stomach. And it's hey, also women. I, like, I, it's insane. It's such a waste of we, energy. We have an extra layer of, um, I guess, pudge, you could say, like mm-hmm. below, like in our abdomen. It's just in case you have kids, like it's an extra layer of fat built in. So it's like we're not supposed to have like if you have a perfectly flat stomach. OK, go the fuck off. But like, well, then you're it's, 12. It's so fucking it's normal for you to have that little. Here's the thing that I've been trying to focus on more recently is that just like being it's going to sound so corny, but like truly being grateful for my body and just being like, this is my body. It belongs to I, I don't even I I a lot of the time now don't even think that like I belong to my body. 
Like, I'm like, oh, this body just, I'm like, my body just exists to like carry whatever is inside of me. Like my soul, whatever it is, whatever energy vessel. Yeah. This is just a vessel and it's just really just be nice to it. Cause it's just, this thing isn't, I just, I don't feel like I belong to it. It just carries me throughout the day. So I've been trying to be grateful to be like, thank you for my little vessel of a body. That's beautiful. Um, I did a, I did a, I did a yoga class and the guy was like, uh, the teacher was just like, all right, everyone be grateful that you have arms and legs and a body that moves. Cause not everyone has that. And I was like, oh, you know what? Yeah. And it's then nice to like, stop and think about it. There's somebody in the back that has no legs and one arm. There was a girl with no arms in that class. And I was like, you're erasing her experience. But. Yeah. Oops. Okay. Next one. Um, Hey honks, fuck joy. <laughs> fuck joy and cricket gate. Also, Harper definitely stole the Doritos. Yeah, fuck she did. You. No, I didn't. Um Gabby stole my shoes. I my fans. You wish. Okay. So let me say no. that I don't know if this is the correct way to handle insecurities, but this worked for me. I am someone who has struggled with major self-esteem issues my whole life. You and me, brother. I legitimately hated my body and no joke would lay in bed every night grabbing my stomach rolls and fucking hating myself. Every time it came to summer and I knew I'd have to be in a bikini, I would have fucking panic attacks about being around other girls in a swimsuit. Then I dated a narcissist who fucking abused the shit out of me and constantly called me ugly and fat and literally just tore me apart. If I was insecure before him, I was a shell of a human by the end. So finally, towards the end of my relationship with him, I felt so ugly and self-defeating that I finally decided, fuck it, I'm getting my tits done. Honestly, it's sad because I didn't ever even really want bigger tits. Like my boobs were fine, but I decided to do it because he made me feel so worthless and I just wanted to feel sexy. So I did the surgery two weeks post-op. Him and I got into one of our usual nasty fights where he called me names and to the tits... And to the tits, finally gave me the self-esteem boost I needed to tell him to fuck off. And that's on big titty energy, LMAO. Yes! Okay, so now you have these big old tits, and you're like, you know what? Fuck you. I've got these big, luscious tits. You big- can fuck off. Our last fight, he literally he literally told me, you're 20 pounds overweight and too lazy to work out, you fat bitch. Woo! I can't believe these men exist. And that, it's, it's, it, they're projecting. That's how they that man, feel about themselves. That man right there is a, a mom is a man who was coddled by his mommy. He has big oatmeal energy. Needless to say, after that breakup, something fucking broke inside me. I kept hearing him call me a fat, ugly bitch. And I decided I wasn't going to stop getting surgeries until I became the hottest girl in the fucking world. So I booked liposuction. Bitch, I got lipo like three months after my breakup. No man to help me. No family. Toxic relationship. So I wasn't even speaking to them at that point. So I got fucking lipo 360, where is where they essentially suck out the fat, the entire fat around your midsection, front, back, and sides. It's the same surgery as a BBL minus injecting the fat back into your butt. So they just like take it all out and they just throw away the fat. Mm -hmm. So I got fucking lipo on a random Tuesday and I shit you not, took an Uber home by myself from the surgeon's office. Girl, that's wild. Thank God I had a couple of friends to help me recover, but other than the odd drop, but other than the odd drop in, I was fully by myself walking my dog uh, by day two post-op. It was fucked. That's so intense. And let me tell you, titties and lipo have changed my life. I am fully an advocate for plastic surgery. 
I know everyone preaches, love yourself, but girl, I tried. I was so insecure and I dated a narcissistic abuser and let him disrespect me for years and my big giant perfect tits were the only thing that helped me finally say no. So since then, I've become absolutely addicted to surgery and have now booked my rhinoplasty in a few months. Also, I'm getting a lip lift and chin lipo in the fall. Insecurities can be solved by just accepting your flaws, but in my opinion, if we have crooked teeth, we get braces and that's fine. So why wouldn't I get surgery to fix my own insecurities? that you make a point. I am now a fucking dime piece. And let me tell you, dating this time around was a drastically different experience. Suddenly I was everyone's type. When I, suddenly I was everyone's type. When I was on the dating apps, every dude I met liked me. Whereas before I would constantly get ghosted in a way. It's kind of sad because I'm the same old cool me who is funny and chill and a nice girl, but I kept getting looked past. And now that I have all this surgery and look hotter, guys like me way more. So that's all it took, huh? At the end of the day, all guys really cared about was how hot the girl is. Mm-hmm. Kind of sad. But at the same time, I got me a fucking angel of a man uh, who literally worships the ground I walk on, has an eight-pack, and constantly gets stopped when we're out so random men can tell him he looks exactly like Bradley Cooper. Revenge glow-up of the fucking century, honks. Most girls get a haircut after a breakup or go blonde. I got five surgeries, LMAO. <laughs> anyway, love you guys. Uh, that was really long. Keep it up and tell Joy I love her. I'm JK about the crickets. <laughs> Okay, that's a fucking badass, hot-ass email. Jesus. We have so much to unpack, I think. Okay, first of all, I love it. I'm, I'm, I'm a huge fucking plastic surgery advocate as well. I really like the comparison you made between getting braces and surgery because it is like... I am so tired too. Uh, like I get these like random ass videos sometimes uh, on TikTok of women being like, other women need to stop getting surgery. And I'm like, shut the fuck up. If they want to get surgery, do it. Yeah. And yeah, and I, I, I really fucking love what she said about, yeah, the braces. Like, okay, and she was trying to accept herself. It wasn't working. So then she got surgeries and now she's a fucking hot ass, badass bitch. Okay, great. I mean, yeah, and it is, it's like, it's also, it comes down to the kind of like culture that we live in. We are a very like youth obsessed. Women are not allowed to age. You know, we're all on social media. We're always all comparing ourselves to everybody. You put a fucking filter on and you look 10 times better than you actually look. And you're like, oh fuck, so I'm actually ugly. You know, so we live in a world that really doesn't allow us to accept every filter natural. that you do, like on TikTok or Instagram, you put a filter on and it immediately slims your nose. It lightens your eyes, lifts your eyes, slims your nose, makes your lips bigger. Yeah. And your, your cheekbones are lifted. Yeah. And so, and then, but then there's so much propaganda of love yourself. We're literally trained not to. And it's hard because like, I fucking, I love that. Like, I mean, I've, I'm so much more confident now that I have, like, lip filler and I've, like, gotten some things taken care of. It. I love it. I fucking, I mean, I wish my lips were better because the other girls botched it. But, I mean, as far as size. I think they look good. I, I love and I'm a big fan of all of it. It, ju- it does fucking suck that it all comes down to, like, the patriarchy in a way. <sighs> Because mm-hmm. we essentially, and what you're saying in this email, and you addressed it, you acknowledged it yourself, is even that, like, it all comes down to getting the validation of men. And it fucking sucks that what that's kind of what we're reduced to. And we don't have to be, but, like, that's the culture that we fucking live in. Uh, going off of that, um, when she's talking about the way that she was treated before and after surgeries, I Wild. think also it's a huge testament that... And it's, it's also so disgusting and and heartbreaking to me that like men 
uh, straight men, I'll say will not like, I feel like it's harder for them to give, um, unattractive women empathy and kind and treat them with kindness and compassion unless they like find them sexually desirable. And I think it's dangerous. And I think a lot of like, you think it's easier for men to give like less attractive women empathy no, I'm saying the opposite. Men are so much nicer to hot women. Oh, that's yes. what I'm trying to say. Yes, yes, Maybe yes. I fucked okay. up, but yeah, okay. that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that. Um, yeah. But on the other end, then you have like these incels that like get really fucking angry because then like pretty girls remind them of the the women that rejected them. Yes. And uh, there's a, there's a whole lot of anger. There's wherever. a whole lot of Whenever anger we talk about yield men, but um, uh, I I wonder. Yeah, that must have been difficult dating. I wonder if she had any resentment um, when she started dating, uh, uh, you know, as she said, a dime piece um, yeah. when, yeah, she's still the same person and like the same guys that were like rejecting her and like, just, yeah. you know, being like, oh, whatever are now like, oh, ooh, hey. Which is what, that's so interesting. Cause she, like she said, like, I'm still the same old fucking me of course. just in a much hotter body. Mm-hmm. And what a wild thing to experience, like to go from, you know, one extreme version of yourself to another, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And to see how the world um, perceives you and how they treat you differently. Do you remember that episode? There was, like, an episode of some fucking show a couple years ago where these, like, models put on fat suits. Yeah. And it's so well, problematic. Okay. Yeah, I don't remember the show, but yeah. It's so problematic now. But I remember that. And these models were, like, crying. And they're like, we were treated so terribly. Nobody even looked at us. Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, you know, that's also the fucking world that we live in. Girl, send us a picture of you. I want to see your I hot know, ass. I, I want to see your fucking hot ass. Girl, send us a before and after. I'm fucking dying to know. We're no better than a man. Also, um, she's I, also a patron. Oh my god, okay, this girl. Cool. Okay, yeah, I, you have to write us right into us. I'll also just real quick again say that like, and I, you guys, everybody knows this, but how harmful it is to see these girls like Kylie Jenner and these girls that are like in the media that are getting all of this body modification, but aren't owning up to it and are all like, you know, like with the healthy diet and like, oh, with the diet exercise. pills that give you fucking diarrhea out your fucking nose. It was just, yeah. And they're just like always, you know, promoting these like healthy lifestyle things, which is great, but like they don't, their bodies aren't from that. And so then all of us are like taking that in being like, oh fuck, well, I need to look like that. I need to look like that. I need to look like that but like these girls are paying fucking 20 to forty thousand dollars for their bodies okay oh my god so uh okay so one of the the class pass things that i did was just like this it's called bunda and it's just like a, like a butt workout place and so like i did it and like i noticed i was like one of the only girls in the class that had a had a flat ass and i have hip dips which i'm so insecure about which just means that like my ass is concave on the sides <laughs> and um but i'm I'm, no, I'm looking around the class and i'm just seeing bubble butt bubble butt bubble butt and i'm just like so insecure and like this studio is really expensive if you're not doing a class pass like like guest visit thing, but I'm already thinking, I'm like, okay, well, I need to figure out how I can afford this because I need to have an ass like this and da da da. It's not enough that I have tits. I need to have the ass. So then, so then maybe someone will love me. Er. But then I yeah. ended up um, talking to a girl who was right next to me. Like, I've never seen an ass like that in my life. And I'm like, oh my God. She had like the little Cassie arms. She had her big old titties, big old at teeny. And I was just like, and so I was like, oh my God, girl, I'm so sorry. I'm not trying to be a creep, but like, how long have you been coming here? And then she was like, oh, only for like a couple months. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, like what workouts do you, cause I'm trying to be like, how'd you get that ass? How'd you yeah, get that yeah, fucking yeah. juicer? And then she was like, oh girl, I got a BBL. Oh good. She and dropped the like, secret. Really? Oh. And then she was like, honey, she's like, no, she's like, I'm just doing this. So my thighs match my ass. And then she's like, oh no, no, no. She's like, yeah, no. She's like, I got a flat ass. I tried everything. And I'm like, 
Fuck. She said I had got a BBL. And she got Thank a fucking you. BBL. And then another girl in the class was she was like, Which yeah. honestly I love. I I think that and BBLs can look really when they're well done, they can look so fucking good. So go off. If y'all are gonna get a BBL, don't get these fucking two thousand dollar BBLs. You get, gotta get you gotta get the twenty five grand. Fucking ass, yeah, dude. because your ass is gonna be looking like a weird ass lollipop if you don't. I would love to get I mean, I I would I would love to be able to get a BBL. Um, but see, I if I wasn't so this is also the reason why I have zero tattoos. I just don't like pain and I don't like needles. Like I can't even like pierce my ears anymore. I just, I'm like, I don't know. A switch surgery, happened. surgery scares me. But, like yeah, going under surgery really scares surgery me. Surgery really fucking sc- The last surgery that I had was on my, f- I have metal bars in both of my feet. She has a fake foot. I I have two fake feet. Don't tell anyone. And um, <laughs> another insecurity. She um, has little robot feet. I actually, my feet are legally considered robots. So watch out. Um, but I have metal bars and I actually felt this, like they didn't give me enough anesthesia for uh, my left foot. And I felt them like start to cut in. And I was like, um, and they're like, oh, you shouldn't be awake. And then give me more. And then I got a little sick from a little too much anesthesia. Okay, go. Um, how about you go to hell? Okay. Um, here's the thing. Fucking eye robot over here. Keep going. Um, you fucking wish. Okay. Um, have you ever had surgery? Tonsillectomy, baby. Honey. I wish you got to keep them. No tonsils in this throat. I could go the rest of my life with you never doing that again. Okay. All right, honks. I, I want to start it off by saying hello. I appreciate you. This is my third time. Mm. Shut the fuck up. I appreciate you. This is my third time writing in and I feel the universe was spreading. It was speaking to me when I saw your Instagram post with this week's prompt. So I'm going to vent this insecurity of mine. Love it. I can't help but start this off by sounding extremely insecure. Ha. Huh? When I first started following you and listening to Tea Time, I really wanted to pick your brain about stand-up comedy because it's always intrigued me. To clarify, it doesn't come out of nowhere. I was in after-school comedy sports and theater all throughout junior high school and studied the theater program at my local community college and loved doing improv. It was something I was always really passionate about and loved performing and making weird short films with my friends as a youngster. I was also part of the shadow cast for what the fuck is that a shadow cast for a Rocky horror briefly. And I just love entertaining people, but my stage fright is incredibly powerful. And when I'm doing monologues or anything solo, it's the scariest thing ever. Um, my entire life I've been funny. I've been the funny fat friend, the one with the quick wit and the one that makes the bold statements that no one else is confident enough to make. But my confidence quickly dwindles when I know I have an audience. It's almost like I can be totally funny, but I don't know how to muster up the courage to perform live. So I guess you could say my insecurity is fear of judgment. Going back to my first point, the fear of judgment and rejection is honestly the reason I was so worried about asking you how to break into the world of stand-up. In general, asking for advice or help is hard because I get so worried that people will think I'm trying to copy them or jump on the bandwagon or something, but that mindset has limited me so much. For example, I waited till I was 30 to start my own art group because I had been a part of one that was based in LA for so many years since I was 21. And I was worried that they would think I was stealing their idea. And once I actually did it, it was the best thing. And I had so much support. I've never had an opportunity to be a gatekeeper or keep something to myself, but maybe I'm projecting my own feelings of worry onto other people, assuming they will respond negatively, uh, inspire if I never, wait, Assuming they will respond negatively in, in, instead, um, if never having that experience. Okay, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> 
Hey girl, uh, this will definitely be brought up in my group therapy. And I just recently started going to a meeting, so I might even touch on it there. Ha ha. I just love venting my problems to the world. Moreover, I really love venting it to you guys because your podcast is so entertaining and it makes it less of a burden when I hear someone else describing my problems in a more entertaining fashion. So I guess this is an open-ended email asking for advice, not just for me, but anyone that's listening and possibly wants to know how to start a podcast or get into stand-up or improv and just be a bad or just be badass bitches like yourselves. I know you guys will speak truthfully and not candy coat things, which I truly admire. Love y'all. Blessed be. Okay. It was giving handmaiden's tale at the very end. Blessed be. And it's blessed be the fruit. So if you're going to be a God loving woman, do it right. Um, but I mean, okay. So it sounds like you're creative and you want to do it, but you're afraid of judgment and you're, yeah. And that makes you insecure. Um, that insecurity doesn't go away, at least for me. The more time I spend thinking about something, the less time I'm like actually doing it. And then I start building it up in my head, building it up in my head. Um, for instance, okay. So this is my first time ever throwing a show just like that. I I'm not running with anyone. I'm just doing it. And I was so insecure and I'm like, Oh, well, it doesn't even matter who I book on the lineup. Like no one's going to want to do it. Um, I'm not gonna be able to sell it out. I'm not, you know, no one's going to want to come and see me. And then I kept telling myself that over and over and over, and then I'm not doing it. And then finally I'm like, why don't I at least try? Like, mm-hmm. what's, you know, just, just fucking do it. And then I did. And it's, you know, I mean, it hasn't happened yet, but I think it's going to be great. And I mean, the show sold out. So. Yeah. The show did sell out, honey. And that's on big titty energy. Um, but I think you just have to fucking, if you really want something, you just have to go for it. Here's the other thing. It's interesting listening to that because we all struggle. I think it's a very familiar insecurity to even be insecure about even like talking to people yeah. and to be like always second guessing yourself and being like, no, everybody's going to think I'm fucking stupid. Like I, that's, I live in a constant state of like fear of rejection, right? Where I'm like, oh, I don't want to, I, I don't want to say anything because I'm probably going to sound stupid and everybody's going to judge me. And I, it, it really is limiting living in that headspace. And I don't, I live in it. So it's like, oh, completely. It's hard to get out of that. I understand. And it can cause a lot of um, like intellectual pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I, I think a lot of people can relate to feeling like, oh, I'm not, I, I'm not worthy enough to like be able to hold my own in a conversation or in a room, or I, I'm probably not able to do this because I would suck. And we like kick our own asses before we even, you know, let ourselves do anything. We are so mean to ourselves. Like the way that we talk, like, I feel like when you are that insecure and I'm not coming for you. Cause I, I fucking deal with that shit too, but it's like, we're almost like not giving ourselves the permission to simply exist. Humans are flawed. We are fucking, yeah. we're, we're messy. No one's fucking per. I don't give a fuck if you're fucking Kylie Jenner, Haley Bieber, whatever the fuck, like no one's fucking perfect. No one, like, I don't care how thin you are or how big your fucking ass and titties are. Like everyone is fucking insecure. Everyone is insecure. And also again, like I've been trying to look at my body as more of just like a vessel. So maybe if you can drop into that a little bit more to be like, this is all I have right now. And nothing really does matter except for making my life the best it can be. Then you really have nothing to fear, nothing to lose. Your whole, um, your hesitation with getting into standup was funny. I also studied, I got into to theater and like public speaking because I have such bad social anxiety and I wanted to do something that would completely take me out of my comfort zone. I didn't grow up feeling like I was, you know, I, I was never the kid that was like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian. I didn't think about being a stand-up comedian until I literally did stand-up for the first time. And I was like, eh, I could do this. 
I still don't even really know that much about stand-up. Um, because you know, you'll talk to other comics who are always talking about like George Carlin and Sam Kinison and everybody. And I'm like, I don't even fucking I am so bad at the history of comedy. Anyway, I digress. Be like Shia LaBeouf. Just do it, babe. Just just do it. It doesn't, I mean, it doesn't fuck. You're gonna suck probably. And you it doesn't have to, even oh, matter. That's the thing. You are gonna fucking suck. You might get lucky. My first stand, my first set I ever did, I was um well, actually, you know what? Okay, I think I might have said the story before. I'm not going to tell the whole thing, uh, but my first time I ever did stand up, I was 19 years old. I knew I wanted to do stand up when I was in high school. I was also the shy friend. I was so funny with my little core group, but I was so shy and timid around anyone else, and I was afraid to like show my goofy side. Whatever. I I knew I wanted to do, uh, to do stand up though. I I moved to LA. Uh, I drop out of college move up here when I'm 19. I do my first open mic. I get one joke out. Someone like yells something at me from the audience. I run off the stage. I was actually at the comedy store. I'm like crying, whatever. I don't get back up on stage until I was 22. My first actual set went great. I still have the tape. It's actually kind of funny. And then every set after that for about a year, just fucking bomb, 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 bomb. And I, I ran off the stage so many times because I have such intense fear of stage fright. And I used to also have a really bad, um, or maybe people have it, you know, worse, but like I, I had a stutter that I felt was bad. Um, especially when I got nervous and, um, I, I would always run off the stage. And then one night I did it at the comedy store and, um, the booker of the show walks back out to me and she goes, do not ever do that again. She's like, you either commit to doing stand up and you decide that this is what you want to do. And you stay on the stage. She was like, or you stop doing stand up because you cannot do that. And she's like, and I'm also going to make you get it back on stage and you have to finish your joke. And she made me get back on stage and it was so humiliating yeah. and she made me get back on stage and I finished my set and yeah, it wasn't good. But like the audience was like, so like sweet. Cause I was clearly like, you know, scared. But then ever since then, I never ran off stage again. Well, and the other thing is, is like you realize that you're kind of untouchable in a way. Um, it's like if you decided that you want to do something. Unless you're Chris Rock. Yeah. Unless you're Chris <laughs> Rock. Topical. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's like if you you just want to do something that you want to fucking do, like who gives a fuck? And we're so afraid of. God, I listened to this really good. It was like an episode of, on an NPR or some shit. TED Talk or something. But it was about this guy who was like. I want to go out and do things and get rejected and like to help me get over my fear of rejection. So like mm-hmm. every day for like a hundred days in a row, he would go up to people and be like, Hey, can I have a dollar? You know? And they'd be like, uh, sure. Or sometimes they'd be like, no. And he'd be like, okay. And you know, he kept doing things where people would give him the option to say no, mm-hmm. because when it comes down to it, it's just like, no, isn't that it's just, that's all it's going to be is like, no, Mm-hmm. No, you can't. It's no, you're, yeah. We're so fucking terrified of the word no. And guess what? Life goes on. The Life sun is still going to come out. It's going to be okay. It gets also, buried after a little while. I want to say this. If you, okay. So when I first started stand up, I, I had some people in my life, like someone I was dating and blah, blah, blah. Like at first they seemed like kind of supportive of it, but like I even had a few friends and like the people I was dating that like weren't actually on board with it. And honey, don't ever like not do something because you're afraid of like, oh, I um, you know, like what are people gonna think? Unless it's like, you know, you want to do something like I don't know, like what Lee does, like watch hentai like around an elementary school. Don't do that. <laughs> Please. But I think just if someone's not supportive of your dream, then they're they don't need to be in your life anyway. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, not like saying like hardcore cut them out, but if someone's gonna like degrade you for You just don't have time. You just don't, yeah, you you don't can't waste we're all your fucking, also it sounds like you're 30, like honey, you're hot and cute. Just fucking keep it moving. 
Also, I will say it makes me think like one of my my biggest I think my biggest insecurity is being called dumb. Um, mm-hmm. Like if anybody. But dumb and annoying, you know, to to be told that you're annoying is like such a fucking that's such an insecurity of mine is like thinking that I'm annoying and then having people like confirm that. I I I can I can see that I for me, I kind of just know I'm annoying. I'm really fucking loud, especially if you date me. I fucking demand a lot. Like I, there are a lot of benefits too, but fuck off. Um, but I, uh, I, for annoying for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I am kind of annoying, but there's other positive qualities that I possess. So it, uh, being a little annoying is okay. Um, okay. That's healthy self-talk. Yeah. I think and also everyone's fucking annoying. I don't give a fuck if you're the most calm person ever. I find if you're always calm and you don't have a little pizzazz, hey, I find that kind of annoying. I'm sure people find me annoying. I, I'm loud. I have a big fucking loud laugh. It's hard. I have, I think I use humor as a way to um, keep people at bay. Oh, huh. And so that's really fucking, that can be really fucking annoying when people are trying to get to know me and I'm just like, would you rather fuck your bomb or a snail? And it's See, like, okay. I am <laughs> the opposite. I feel like I'm so boring, like in real life. Because I just try to like you're not fucking boring, no bitch. Because I'm not. I feel like I'm not funny like one on one. Like people will that like our fans, like uh, my fans, huh, will meet me and and they're. Like, <sighs> I feel like people have an idea of who they think that I am, but in real life, I am just more like this, where I'm just like kind of into just talking about boring real things. Well, yeah, well, you're not always on, but also you don't want to fucking be around the person that's, uh, have you, you know, we've met people that are always like, a scootily beep, 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 beep. And now that's yeah, fucking but then annoying. You also meet people too that are just like also so fucking funny. And I'm like, I don't feel like a funny person like in regular life. That's so interesting. I, also, that's a, another weird thing because I think that you're so fucking funny. I, I don't feel that way at all. I'm always just, I always feel like kind when of you're like, talking to strangers specifically or so, yeah, or even you're also friends. very shy, honey. I am very shy. And I also feel very drab. Uh, another thing. Do you have any insecurities with like sex or body stuff? Oh my God. Yes. Go yes. On. Okay. Um, I actually didn't even know if I wanted to say this publicly, but you know what? <laughs> Talking with my hawk, everything's going to come out. I am, I think it's from all of the sexual trauma that I've amassed, but it makes, it is so hard for me to have sex with someone new, um, sober or even at all. That's, uh, I hate having sex with new people because I mm-hmm. feel. That makes sense. That's relatable. I, I feel like. <sighs> I don't know. Oh my God. Yeah. I just, I, now I feel myself shutting down even right now. I, I feel so insecure because I, I feel, I hate people like seeing my naked body. I don't like it. I don't I, I really. Don't, and see, I'm like a hug. I, I'll give people hugs or whatever, but when it comes to like, oh, I hate hugging. Yes. I, my hunky hates hugs, but I, I uh, <laughs> but when, um, yeah, when it comes to sex, I like, I hate being touched. I hate like, I don't know, but then, but because of my sexual trauma, then I get like hypersexualized in a relationship. Okay, beautiful a moth. We love to see it. (laughs) Don't kill it. Hold on, I have to wait. Hold that thought because I also have to pee so badly. And see, my insecure, my insecurity right now is like I, I feel like I'm like, oh, I'm not being funny. Me too. I'm not being interesting. uh, Everyone that listens is probably so over me because I'm always like, like the sad fucking drab um like head case and oh great she's talking again that's how that's how i feel 
Not us both saying drab. Did you just say drab because I said drab? Oh, did you say drab? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then that's because I don't think I've ever actually said the word drab in my life. And I was like, why is that word rolling around my fucking noggin? And it's from my fucking hawk. Also, wait, I want to go back to the girl who was talking about stand up really quickly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take fucking beta blockers because that shit helps you. Beta blockers are just, uh, they help you uh, calm your nerves. Yeah, but it's it's more like beta blockers are for people that have stage fright. Wow. Mm -hmm. Anyway, beta blockers. Yeah. And just go to an open mic. Uh, it's all other comics. It's all just like you don't perform for actual people. Which is honestly more anxiety time. inducing. So don't listen to Lee. Well, well okay. Yeah. Open mics it's are fucking horrific. Of, it's just a bunch of other fucking weirdos well, trying to If you to get go to like stage. the cool mics, then yeah, that's that's intimidating. Not, I don't think this person is in, L- in LA. It's a much different. When you're doing stand up not in LA or New York, it's a much different thing. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. It's not. It's not this. It's not as like, mean and intense. Business. Yeah, it's not this like show business thing. People are no, like there because they want to be there, show. and it's fun and it's supportive, and it's like the smaller town and smaller city open mics are a much more chill place to be. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, it's a fucking nightmare. And honestly, if Wait, you're, what were you saying? Oh, about like the sex thing. Oh yeah, insecurities with sex. Yeah, yeah. I just I. <sighs> I feel like I need to go to like, cause I'm in therapy. I'm, you know, I'm in 12 step. Great. But like, I, I don't know, maybe it's, and I'm trying, I actually, okay. So, you know, the, the girl that was talking about like, yeah, I tried to get over it. And so I couldn't, so I just got surgery. I honestly feel like I've been trying to get over this for years and years and I still can't, and I don't know what to do. So I'm like, do I need to go see like a sex therapist? Wait, get over what? My, my weirdness with sex. Like oh, I, it's yeah. so hard for me to like, that that's also like, I will get so fucking drunk um not to like not like blackout but like i i i have to have like three and for me three drinks is like i'm i'm wasted but like like i have like if i'm gonna have sex with someone new i feel like i i need to be fucked up for it and then i also i don't like doing that now and like you know i'm really i'm really trying to like not be i'm trying not to use like my old coping mechanisms but so then i'm um so then I don't want to go out and get fucked up and, and fuck people. Not like I was doing that before, but like, I, uh, I don't know. I just really struggle with like, I guess, I guess it also stems from like being afraid to be open with people because mm-hmm. sex is so vulnerable. Even if it's just like a hookup thing, sex it's, is vulnerable. it's so vulnerable and it's so hard for me to, yeah, to like do that with someone I don't know. So yeah. then that also, I kind of like keep myself in a loop of people from the past because even if they're bad for me, and a lot of them are, I will, at least it's someone that I know. Right. Because you're like, oh, this is familiar. It is. Yeah. Yeah. What about you? Um, I do. I have a lot of insecurities. Well, again, still my tits. I hate that. Huh. I always get insecure about my tits during sex, no matter what. Um, And also, dude, um... A big one that like has never really left my mind was my ex a couple years ago. I kept getting fucking BV, bacterial vaginosis, and it makes your pussy fucking stink, right? So like every right, also, every, right ladies, no, but that um, shit sucks. And I remember just my ex telling me, being like, "Oh my god, like I cannot like go down on you. I can't because like also he was fucking cheating on you. Oh, he That's was why you got on. fucking BV." Yeah, it's true. It makes me so angry. And then it like fucks you up. It gives you like yeast infections, all, all, all. Mm -hmm. And I just like, after that, I had such a fucking complex. And like, ever since then, I've just always been like, does my pussy smell? And I haven't been able to enjoy sex because I'm just always like in my head, like, oh, this probably is so grossed out. And I'm like, not, uh, it just probably smells so bad. And And it just like, that was one of those things that just seeped into my fucking head. Honk. That is, 
So you have to be, I like, you know, I know we like always fuck like, you know, fuck off around, um, on this podcast, but like for real, for real, if you're in bed with someone, I don't give a fuck who you are, be delicate with them because it is, it is so fucking delicate and you, and you don't know who, what the fuck anyone like male, female, like you don't know what people have gone through and you need to like be cognizant, Mm -hmm. you know, luckily I have a boyfriend who's very like non-judgmental of king 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 yeah he's like so non-judgmental of my body and even if i took a shit and wiped it into my pussy he would (laughs) he'd still eat me out you know Mm -hmm. so it's fine would it be weird if he ate me out with shit in my pussy yeah but he'd still do it and he wouldn't complain yeah so and that's a real fucking man all right um how much time do we have i mean we could wrap it up all right Um, cool if you want to close with one more okay um we have, oh God, there are some really good ones left. Um, ah, there are some really good ones left. Fuck me. Here's one that's easy. You guys, I'm so sorry if we don't get to your fucking, because there's a few left that are so good. Maybe we should do a part two of this. We could sprinkle some that. in. Yeah, because we could we could sprinkle some in. There's some really good ones, and I don't like when we leave out stories, especially mm-hmm. when they're like this juicy and vulnerable. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it goes sometimes because we get a lot of them and we can't possibly always make it through. But anyway, here's a good little quick one. Um, I have a fat cold sore right now, and I always feel bad for the person I'm dating when this happens. When I was a teen, I took Valtrex for it, and it stopped because I thought... And I stopped because I thought it was giving me suicidal thoughts, but that's just the cold sore, LOL. I want to kill myself every time. Also, question for Gabby. As someone who books a lot of shows, what do you do when you get a cold sore? Um, the cold sore thing, I, I wanted to talk about that really fast uh, because I think a lot of people do have struggle with fucking cold sores mm-hmm. and herpes. I don't have vaginal herpes or gen- you know, I don't have general herpes, but I know a lot of people also do. Um, and for me, I'm really upfront about my cold sores because I it's like one of those things where I'm like, well, if I take ownership of it, nobody can make me feel bad about it. Um, and it, it, I mean, it fucking sucks. It sucks to walk around with some big meaty fucking oozing thing on your face. But, you know, it is what it is. And it is really, I'm not going to lie, very embarrassing when I have shows and I have a fucking cold sore. Um and a lot of the time I'm like able to cover it up enough, but then there's still the thing in my head of like, oh, but I'm still using a mic that other comedians are going to use. And that feels fuck, you know, I'm like spitting my fucking herpes spit mm-hmm. into a mic. That's why I talk extra loud too whenever I have a mic. So like, I don't, I used yeah. to hold the mic right here. I used to be like, um, hello, but now I keep it like down here and I'll just project. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, man, fuck. You took Valtrex for it. I take. That's what you take, right? I do take. I take. Um, uh, what is it called? Valcyclovir. Valcyclovir. Whenever I feel them coming on, but um, this shit. This shit sucks. I, uh, it's like, but it's also so part. Everybody has a lot of people struggle with them. So, um, you said, yeah. I have fat culture right now and I always feel bad for the person I'm dating. Well, guess what? They're going to have to fucking deal with it. It's well, part of who you, you are. Know, they have anal warts or whatever the fuck. So it's, it's, it's everybody has fucking herpes. But it, people are fucking mean to you though. When you have, cause I've talked about it on social media, even just being like, I had cold sores, blah, blah, blah. And people being like, ew, you disgusting, dirty bitch. You got herpes. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, Oh, shut the fuck up. 
Fuck Before you. she comes over and kisses you on the mouth, big boy. Yeah, fucking watch out or I'll come fucking... Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, man. It's whatever, though. It, it sucks, but it's part of it. I just gotta deal with it and keep it moving. You, here's the thing, too. I don't understand. Like, let's all just... As I'm like, being like, I'm afraid of people seeing my body. But, like, we all need to just kind of, like... Humans are all fucking nasty little piglets. And we all have yeah. our... I don't give a fuck how hot or how ugly you are. You have something kind of nasty about your body. Okay, we're farting, we're shitting, we're pissing. We're farting, shitting, pissing. Okay. We're blowing boogers. It comes we're weird. Like, bleeding. everything is fucking... We have fucking acne. Also, you yeah. know, I'm fucking pushing 30. And I cannot get my fucking cystic acne to go away and I have a pimple in between my titties right now. I have really bad back knee which is also one of my biggest insecurities because okay, I can never feel pan-oxal. confident. Use my pan Really? It got, I have zero now because I've been using pan My back is a fucking war zone. It looks like a fucking it looks like a pimply crater I get so jealous of girls that wear like pretty little strapless dresses and I'm like, oh, to have a nice back. Mine's all fucking scarred from like me pick. I like pick at it. It's Well, I look like I have a fucking third t- I look like I have fucking udders right now with this fucking pimple. It's not that bad. I saw it. It is that, but it's like big. I guess my honk is downplaying my pain. Well, guys, I think this was a cute episode. Was it our funniest? I don't know, but here's the thing. I think it was, I think it was a cute one. Sorry if we didn't get to your fucking stuff. We love it when you send them. Um, and hopefully we will get to them. Thank you for everyone who writes in this really, we love this podcast so fucking much and it really does mean a lot when y'all participate and yeah, thank you guys so much for writing in and I love that we can all be vulnerable together and I like that we're all messy and we're all, we're all just doing our best. And I do love that and also on our Patreon, which is coming up next, we have a couple of truth or dares submitted from people and if you want to listen or submit truth or dares, please subscribe to our Patreon. We've got a good one in here for Lee which uh, will be coming up on the Patreon. Yes. That, uh, it's $5 means- uh, It's $5 a month. And um, yeah, you guys can like, we're a little bit more personalized on there. So you guys just write in and we're actually going to be introducing um, some new things soon. So yeah, just stay tuned for that. And, and listen to our Patreon and listen to more fucked up shit. And I can't wait to do this truth or dare with Lee because it's... Also, I... <laughs> LOL. Because what the fuck? This is a fucking... All right, let's close this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, you guys. I don't know how uh, you're going to answer this. Subscribe where you listen and follow us on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for listening. And, and shout, out for- to, shout out to the three girls that I was DMing with um, this past weekend because you guys were really fucking funny. Mm. They listened to our podcast. And guess what? Insecurities, we've all got them. Gabby, don't let you're them- looking in the wrong camera. Uh, guess again. what? Insecurities, we've all got them. Don't let them fucking take you over. You're... Or do it because maybe you're right and maybe you need to feed into the dark You're thoughts. not right. And you guess are right. What? And everyone is a dirty pig and your body is you only here bad. for a certain amount of time. Live your best life. That this mole will is die. weird. Get it checked out. This will die. Live your best life. Except for me. I will. I am uh, kind of everlasting. So she's not. Uh, she has a peace, fucking third tit in between Peace her be with right y'all. Now. I have three tits. You bitches could never. See ya. Bye.
Working both ways twice And even still I drag my feet up You were the brave one Don't taste that bad on it.